What's up? This is All Up In Your Biz and I'm Yvonne Trakian. This season, I'm talking to doers, believers, and most importantly, manifestors. They have launched products, built communities, and above all, believed in themselves and believed that anything is possible. So listen up and you never know, you too might start manifesting your dream life. I'm about to get all up in your biz. Are you ready? I am. <laughs> okay, Kaylee, Little Light Jewelry. Yeah. Take us back. Tell me how this gorgeous business started. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so back in July 2020, um, my sister lost her husband to suicide. Uh, his name was Keith, Keith Sheridan. Um, Keith was not just my brother-in-law. He was actually a friend before he became my brother-in-law. Um, Keith and my husband grew up together. So it was like two brothers and two sisters and we were inseparable. Um, so yeah, so it was like a bomb went off uh, in our family. And the inspiration for Little Light came from that. Uh, Fiona received lots of pieces of jewellery from her, the community around her, which was lovely. Um, and they meant so much to her that we realised that jewellery is not just a piece of metal, um, that it can hold great emotion and um, memories. So with that, with that information, um, I wanted to create something a little bit different. Um, Fiona channeled her grief through poetry. Um, so through the, it's been three years now, but she'll always say, I'm Grant, I'm Grant. <laughs> and then a poem will come up on her Instagram and you get a real kind of um, insight into how she's actually feeling. Um, so she wrote a poem about grief and I wanted to create a simple piece of jewellery. So it's a teardrop, um, cubic zirconi teardrop, so like a little diamond. Um, and thought about maybe putting the poem with the piece of jewellery. So the piece of jewellery is just for her. Um, only she knows the meaning behind it and it's up to her whether she wants to share the story behind it where a lot of the pieces Julie she received might have had Keith's face on it or Keith's name on it and she cherishes them and she still wears them and she loves them but there were some days she wouldn't wear them because she didn't want to open herself up to questions on that day so that was the beginning <laughs> yeah that is so hard yeah, it was. It was a really, really difficult time. Um, and I've kind of only started to open up about my own uh, experience with mental health. So actually three weeks before Keith died, um, I was suicidal myself. I had a plan to drive off to uh, Pier. And I, Fiona and Keith were going through fertility treatment at the time. And Fiona would have been the one I spoke to about these things and I felt a bit of a burden to call her. So I rang the Samaritans um, and they saved my life. <laughs> um, so three weeks later, Keith dies and it's like this bomb 
goes off and it really gave me kind of great interest back is that the mm. right word um so yeah so that that was the beginning um and do you mind me asking did you have like growing up kind of mental health issues was there always something in the background did your family know about this or and and even for you firstly and then for Keith as his best friend and your sister's husband did did she know so start start with you like yeah growing up yeah, I think growing up, I probably did suffer from anxiety, but whether I knew what anxiety was back then, I don't think so. Um, and then my first real um, kind of experience with depression was I broke my foot. Um, it was, God, maybe four years before Keith died. Um, and because I couldn't move around, I then went into a depression. I didn't realise it was depression until I actually came out of it and looked back and thought, oh my God, um, I couldn't get out of bed or I was telling people lies <laughs> that maybe I couldn't go out for whatever reason, but actually it was because I didn't want to be around people. I actually um, used to call in sick to work and not tell my family or my friends and like eat pizza. <laughs> a load of pizza but anyway <laughs> probably going yeah, too deep into no, that no, there. No. but that was my first experience of depression and then I got over that and and how myself, did you how did you come through that yeah so actually at the time my mom god love my poor mom was she tried everything um and we went to the doctor and we spoke about antidepressants at that time and how and old were you at this time I was probably 20 do you know what time is is kind of it's very hard, isn't it, to, to put a timeline on your life. What what age was I? Probably maybe my early, my late my late twenties. Mm. So I'm thirty six now. So probably my late twenties. Um and yeah, I recovered myself by putting a lot of hard work in. But when I say hard work, it might have been putting one foot in front of the other every day, a little small step. Um, I'd actually been given advice by someone who had been through it and it was like you know even if you have to just get up and make your bed that day so I, I worked hard and I got through it myself I came out the other end and I got into running and everything was you know I was doing really well and then I had postnatal depression and that's how it began again back um, so Willow's four and a half so um yeah, four and a half years ago. And that's what, how the suicidal kind of thoughts came. And what did you do? Like, did you tell your sister? Did you tell, did your friends know? Did Keith know? Like you said that you, uh, your sister and Keith and your husband were really, really close. Did people, people know? Because I think, you know, when you have your first child yeah. and you've told me you had your first child via IVF and you're very open about that journey. Yeah. It's such a process. Yeah. And then you have the baby. Mm. And maybe sometimes you think motherhood is going to be something, yeah. but it's actually not what <laughs> we think. That's exactly like, it. All yeah. I wanted, In a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> all I wanted was a baby after yeah. all my miscarriages. Yeah. And then I had him. Yeah. And I actually, it's so hard to say, but I remember thinking to myself, this, this is what I wanted for so long. Yeah, this oh is my hard. God, I know. You know, so yeah. 
did you tell people like did you for example you'll have a six-week checkup with your gp or your obstetrician or like did you say i'm struggling or i actually so i actually was very very lucky in the sense that hollister put me in touch with the psychiatrist from day one because i had quite a traumatic experience the birth was quite traumatic and they thought that it might happen um so i was in touch with a psychiatrist from very early on so i was very very lucky um and he was amazing um and he they actually put so he prescribed me with antidepressants um early on maybe six months in and i started to take them and then i decided to go off them um and i think it's down to stigma it's stigma is huge and still like I'm only now openly speaking about my own mental health even though (laughs) I was happy happy, (laughs) I was happy to speak about Keith's like Keith died by suicide and you know I I want to speak about mental health and all this but never spoke about myself isn't that funny so for three years um, I said I wanted to kind of create this community with little light um yeah of like self-love and but never mentioned my own struggles and I think that's really poignant because um there is an issue out there there's there's um so stigma and then also shame yeah yeah so like I have actually been ashamed so yeah when you asked did I talk I did, maybe not as openly as I would have liked, but Keith was very open about his mental health. So I would have told Fiona and Keith, I told Fiona everything. Fiona would have told Keith, (coughs) you know, um, Keith did speak very openly. Like he'd, he actually gave me a book, Creativity for Mindfulness. Like he'd, he'd be very good at passing these kind of things on to anybody in his friend group that might've, there was a few, there are a few, I mean, I'm saying that out loud now and I'm like, there's a few in every friend group. It, it Mental health isn't something that, you know, there's there's kind of this, this and us, or them and us. Yeah. What am I trying to say? Anyone can be touched by it at any point in their life. Yeah. Anybody. You know, I, it's funny you say that because when you don't have mental health issues yourself, like me, I like I never did, right? Yeah, and I yeah. never but there's a lot of people in my family that would have high anxiety, right? Yeah. Never me. Yeah. Never had anxiety, never had mental health issues. Yeah. Until yeah. Polly passed away and I had a subsequent pregnancy with Penelope. And that was the most horrific pregnancy because there was constant fear of her passing away as well. So I was every week in the rotunda, please just scam me, scam. And luckily they were so good to me. But I remember thinking to myself, oh my God, this is what it must feel like to live with anxiety and fear and depression. But I know that I'm going to come out of this the minute she's born and she's okay. So the minute she came on April 6th, that was it. You know, it was like, I was done. And then I just, I just thought to myself, how do people live like this every day? And it was the first time I got suicide. It was the first time that I just really thought to myself, 
I don't know if I could live like this every single day of my life. Yeah, 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 that's exactly it. And I suppose the message I want to get across to people is that you don't have to live like that every single day of your life. Like, um, how do I put it? Because it's very difficult one to but for instance Keith like if I could speak to him now and I'll yeah. probably start crying <laughs> um sorry take your time I feel like um oh god <laughs> <clears throat> I don't even know what I'd say to him now. Um, just that I think... Um, well, I don't think suicidal thoughts come from nowhere. Even if somebody who is feeling suicidal at the time thinks they're coming from nowhere, they never really do. I mean, we all go through trauma from the day we're born. Well, you know, like... People deal with trauma in different ways and then there's different levels of trauma. Um, but, yeah. Do you have... Do this you... too shall pass, kind of. You know, yeah. I've... <clears throat> I had a really tough... I'd say four... Four years. Um, and probably didn't feel like I could see the light for for that four years I felt like I'd never come out of it and that's where the suicide that's where it comes from is like you know what is the option what are the options here and I've come full circle and I've I've never felt better and I just really want to kind of preach that to someone who is which they probably don't even want to hear (laughs) because they're in that space um but just that it does get better. So I, I started the antidepressants and I went off them. But when Keith died, I went on them and I stayed on them for three years because I just, it terrified me. Um, someone so close to you actually doing what you had planned three weeks previous. Because um, I, I, yeah, so I sat on Hoth Pier and thought about driving off um, around the Samaritans I don't even know how that came to me but I wonder and maybe Fiona wouldn't be happy with me saying this but if Keith rang the Samaritans but oh listen he was obviously he'd done it I didn't so he was further in his thoughts yeah and he different trauma um so yeah and you said that he was very open about it did yeah was it still, I imagine it was still totally shocking to Fiona, totally shocking to the family. Like, was there part of you that's, that thought, okay, look, he's got mental health issues, but he's okay. Because you've spoken about him before that saying he was this light and he. He was unbelievable. Like, and everybody says that people that they lose, don't they? But Keith was literally, (laughs) if you met Keith once, you would not forget him. 
And the only stories that came out about Keith after he died that Fiona didn't know about was of him helping people. So actually people called in to Fiona to tell them, oh, he used to call into my mum on a Friday to, to see if she wanted the coal lifted from the garden into wherever or like neighbours of friends of ours and a particular neighbour of friends of ours um, Marge is her name <laughs> but our friends said oh Marge is devastated and Fiona said Marge never met Keith he said she said no Keith used to call to Marge maybe twice a week and she was like what <laughs> so she heard all these kind of really like that was just Keith so like he might have, he was always late home. He worked for Dublin City Council and you kind of get home early when you work for yeah. Dublin City Council. <laughs> but Keith was always, he was always late or he was always doing something for someone. But there was all these people kind of came out of the woodwork telling these stories of how Keith was just so kind to them. And it's not surprising, like he was amazing. And I read um, that during this time, your sister and him, so Fiona and Keith yeah. were going through IVF. She talked about this on a podcast, so yeah. it's open. Yeah. But that's a really, really hard journey. And yeah. we probably don't think about the impact that it actually has on a man as well, because yeah. he's trying to comfort his wife, whether or not they were successful or unsuccessful, but it's still a process because what ha leads up to that process is the, is the realization that we can't have a baby naturally, yeah. which is a lot of pressure on a couple. So is, does she, does she think about that? Does she think like, maybe this was a lot of pressure. Does she have guilt or does she just no, think? No, Fiona uh, said from day one and like, I think she's right. Well, I know she's right because Keith spoke to her openly about, you know, everything. And actually um, the night before he died, they had a lovely, um, they had a lovely evening. <laughs> he was telling her he wasn't feeling, he wasn't feeling great. Um, he'd had a crash in work in the work van um, and he was off for a couple of weeks and it was his day to go back yeah. the day that he died so he was talking about how he's feeling and I can't you can't quote me because it's not my conversation I'm just aware if you want to listen but um, yeah, he was telling her how she was, how he was feeling, nervous going back. But she always like gave him a pep talk, and like they were they were a power couple. Like when they were together, like they were just they were made for each other. Um, but she was like, you know, let's go for a walk, let's meditate, let's do the things that work for you, and you know, everything's going to be fine. And um, so they actually stayed. That she said they spent the evening talking, holding each other. And that's actually how the, the first time they got together, that was the first day that they spent together was in myself and Stephen's house in Hoth. Um, she, Keith was asleep in our spare room and Fiona had had a few drinks and said, it's nowhere for me to stay. He said, oh, I'll sleep on the couch. And she said, no, 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 it's grand, I'll get in with you. And <laughs> they spent the whole day talking and then he said, give us a kiss. <laughs> and... They just spent the whole day in our house, in our bedroom, spare bedroom, just talking and holding each other. So that was their first day together. Yeah, and and their the last. last. <laughs> yeah, so. But no, I don't think it was due to the... Now I'm 
I'm sure it was kind of like, you know, maybe added fuel to the fire um, going through the, it was IUI they were starting. They had done one round and it didn't work and this was their second round. Um, but he, he spoke about a lot of trauma from his past with Fiona. That is something she doesn't share. That's, yeah. So, like, she said she has, she had the answers before she had the questions. She, in hindsight, in hindsight, she thinks that she knew she'd lose him this way. That's what she said at the start. Wow. Yeah. But that she didn't think of it, like, on a daily, but just when it happened, she was like, oh, God, in hindsight, I probably knew that this was possible. Because he did speak about how he'd had... You know, and there was days, I think she said that they used to use a scale, like, you know, how are you feeling today on a scale of whatever? Are you having suicidal thoughts? So, like, that was something that they, yeah, which then to me is like, it's mad, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's you know, really and it's mad. hard. Like, I think that, I think that you're probably a good rock for her because you can understand the mindset. Whereas for somebody who hasn't had suicidal thoughts, it's so much, you know, we, there's all this stuff like, and I'm very like positive mindset. I put up affirmations on my page, but I recognize that some days like saying, I believe in myself, I can do this. Yeah. People <laughs> yeah. are like, oh, go take a hike. Like yeah. seriously, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like I can't even get out of bed. Yeah. You yeah. know, so she's probably... Well, actually, she, so you're saying I could, I'm probably a rock to her. I want to be her rock. <laughs> um, but no, Fiona, I remember when Keith died and I was like, come over and stay in my, please stay with me, like live with me, you know. And she came over to me. I left work um, for a while to be there for Fiona for a while. I mean, two years or something. Um, and I... <laughs> One of the days she was coming over to me, she said to my mom. If you, like some of my guests, have your own product or are manifesting launching your own product, how do you visualize yourself running your business? I hope your vision doesn't involve frantically stuffing and shipping boxes from your house or garage when a top fulfillment center like Autofulfill could be handling this for you. This means that you're doing so well that someone else is taking care of your orders while you sip your coffee and plan your next growth goal. If you're looking to grow and scale your online orders, think Autofulfill, our podcast sponsor. You chill, they fulfill. Hey, let me give you a quick manifestation tip. It's called subscribe, like, and share, share, share this episode. And I know what you're going to say. Yvonne, how is that a manifestation tip? So here's a little secret. The more you support others, the more the universe will support you. So when you share this episode, say to yourself, I am a super manifester. And remember, keep sharing. Happy manifesting. I really don't want to go over here, but I have to. <laughs> and my mom said, why do you have to? And she said, because Kaylee needs me to need her. <laughs> so actually, she's my rock. Yeah. She was letting me. And she's your younger sister. She's my she? younger sister. But yeah. you know, I actually said to Fiona when we were younger, much younger, I think I might have been maybe eight. Yeah. And I said to her, will you be the big sister? It, that, it's, it's so funny you're saying that <laughs> yeah. because I've got an older sister. We're 13 months apart. Yeah. So we're Irish twins. Yeah. 
and I'm the second one, so I'm the younger sister. Yeah. But my mom said, you're literally, you would take her, you know, she was a shyer and yeah. I was just a bit more. That's, I, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I said to her, would you be? And I have two, I have two younger sisters and I'm shyer than the two of them. I think as we go on, we yeah. guess. But then. Yeah. Where yeah. there's grief, there can be light. There exactly. can be a bit of hope. There can be new beginnings. Yeah. Because I feel like when you talk, it's like you have two lives, Kaylee. It's like I have my life, Keith, Fiona, Stephen, yeah. your husband. And now it's like the after Keith life. It is 100%. Yeah. Before it's and after. Before and after. And yeah. I feel like a lot of people that go through a really tough time, I, I feel the same. It's yeah. like Yvonne yeah. pre-kids and Yvonne yeah. post-kids. Yeah. So where, so you told me where the idea stemmed from, yeah. Little Light Jewelry. You yeah. said, okay, after his passing, he was a light, getting jewelry. Fiona would get different pieces of jewelry, but you wanted to make something special. How did you actually get, like you're, you're going through a tough time yourself. You've lost your best friend. Your sister is grieving. This impacts an entire family. How do you actually get started with the website, with the jewelry, the pieces, find them, make it? How does the business work? Yeah. Uh, good question. <clears throat> so I'm really lucky um, that I have a very successful cousin, uh, Denise Kenny Byrne um, and Kieran Byrne, her husband. They also started a business out of um, a hard time. The head plan, um, I'm sure. I have heard of it. A and lot you of people have heard about it. person <laughs> to mention Denise's name on yeah. this podcast. Yeah. And I feel like we just need to give a little whoop whoop to Denise because yeah. you know what? She is a cheerleader for she everybody is. else. So yeah. I can see from the people that are coming in here and yeah. other guests have even said it. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's amazing. Women helping women and, and her husband. And I've heard yeah. that story too. Yeah. So actually during the time that Keith passed, when I took the time off work, Denise asked myself and my two sisters to come over and pack orders to, she said, there's a bit of work there for you if you'd like might be nice for all of us to be together since Fiona lost Keith um, and it was such a gorgeous time uh, Kieran would put on the music um, he's great taste in music um, and we'd just be bopping along and stamping journals and packing and I was just so inspired by that and I just thought oh my god this is what I want um, and roping family in yeah. and during a hard time as well it's kind of yeah. a good way you know it's smart yeah like we so can all be together we can all be together and, and we're working on business yeah too. so she kind of done it to give fiona something to work towards and yeah. then be with her family. sisters and yeah. her cousin and kieran of course um so yeah, it was a fantastic time and Denise had said, girls, if you ever think of a business idea, let me know and like, I'll help you in whatever way I can. Um, so yeah, so she she helped a lot with suppliers. I knew I had to get them wholesales because I wanted them at a particular price point because I wanted them to be gifts and not something that, you know, I wanted them to be um, accessible to yeah. anybody. Um so she helped me find supply chain. Um, Kieran um, basically told us about Shopify and maybe try to do up. So we'd done the website up ourselves to begin with. I'm actually currently now 
have someone working on my website I feel like I've kind of outgrown my own little website that I yeah. built um, so yeah Jesus uh, it, that brought you know what the idea of little light and just the whole thing just brought so much hope and I remember just lying in bed um, it took about 18 months to get going and I just remember so many sleepless nights but not bad sleepless nights like such excitement yeah and like I just knew this was like I believed in this business so much and I'd always said from when Keith passed that I want to I want to do something and I want to do something big in the mental health space so this idea came about and jewellery with a piece of poetry um, we started with grief as I said but we we Try to bring it, try to, to make, touch on as many aspects of life as possible. We all have ups and downs in our lives. We all have relationships. Um, so like our, our top selling necklace is Soul Sister. And oh, I love that. Yeah. And yeah. like, do you know, we could actually nearly have a business just for Soul Sister alone. Yeah. It's Sorry. like hard to keep in stock. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. Actually, it's a really, you know, I think it's really hard and people ask me all the time, like when they people have lost, like yeah. it's particularly babies, like, what should I get somebody? And like, I never know. And I had a friend, really, really good friend whose baby passed away. And I'm just like, she's like a soul sister yeah 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 and like it yeah that's it's that it started with grief and and that was exactly it like to be able to bring bring back meaning to jewelry and to evoke emotion in your gift giving yeah. and i think that's important so like when you open the box the first thing you're met with is the poem so it kind of hits you the emotion hits you kind of from the get-go. Um, but basically, I want Little Light to to spread this kindness yeah. from friend to friend um, and to open up conversations if you want the conversation to be opened. Um, I'm wearing my Hope necklace at the moment um, and it's really important for me at the moment because I'm in the middle of a second round of IVF. Um, so that's a nice gift to, to give to someone going through. Yeah. We were talking yeah. about this before that like, I was telling you, Kaylee, that, you know, at one point I didn't know if I was going to be able to have any kids. Yeah. And then I had one and then I had a loss and the miscarriages and all that. But I had all my kids from the age of 35 to 39 like and I have four and now I have way more kids than any of my friends yeah you know and I said if I could give anybody anything yeah it's just a little bit of hope that they can that maybe some t someday too they might have to wait a little bit longer for their baby yeah but just hold on to hope if you don't have hope there's what, what do you have? Exactly. You're so right. And I actually think your story will bring a lot of hope to people because I think that's amazing. From 35 to 39. I'm 40 five, next month. Five babies. Yeah, five babies. Yeah. 40 next month. Oh, oh my God. But the IVF, the IVF journey. So so now, so you had, 
you have a little light. Yeah. You're you're very open about your IVF journey. You, you yeah. talk on your stories about, you know, I've never had IVF, so I, I don't know the right terminology, but that the injections yeah. and yeah. the scans. And you have had, so Kaylee has one girl, uh, Willow, and then you have had three rounds where it effectively is, is nothing that has happened. That. Yeah, so one was a cancelled, um, two of them were a cancelled cycle. So that means that you, I, I didn't even get to uh, egg collection. <laughs> there was no eggs to collect. Um, and then the third round was actually cancelled because I got COVID. <laughs> so that was devastating as well. I They'd put me on the long protocol, which basically what they told me was that they... Because I wasn't getting any eggs, they wanted to turn me off and turn me back on again like a computer. So I started to inject myself with, I don't know, it's called damn regulating. Mm. Truth be known, I don't even know what I'm doing to my body. I'm just <laughs> following the instructions of the, the doctors. But basically these injections that I was giving myself the time I got COVID were to put yourself into a state of menopause and then inject yourself so like turning off but they never got to turn me back on and I remember the fear of being like because I got COVID during the damn regulation but obviously it didn't affect they me because they turn me back on yeah. sorry it's not actually funny but it's kind of funny like turn, like they just walked away from the computer and didn't yeah, turn it back didn't on turn me back on do you have any like so you're, you're now you're now at a place where you had a scan yesterday yeah things look really good so positive so maybe not being maybe be left turned off for a while has worked because yeah so I've I'm going for egg collection tomorrow I'm really excited about it I have 11 follicles in the running so like follicles are where eggs are released from so usually only one follicle would release an egg where I'm stimming my ovaries and 11 follicles have produced mature eggs so I'm going for egg collection tomorrow now from my experience with Willow I had 12 follicles and I got six eggs and five of them fertilized. And then we only got one. And but all you need is one. All we needed was one. And she's the most perfect one. Yeah. And all <laughs> yeah. you need is one. Do you feel yeah. like, do you, do you talk to Keith? Do you, do you, do you, do you believe that there's more, that he's out there? Do you, do you talk to him? Yeah. Do you ask, do you, do you feel like he's yeah. with you on this I totally feel like Keith is around all of us. Yeah, definitely. I think he was too big of a of a a character, <laughs> um, too beautiful of a person to just disappear. So yeah, I definitely think, and I do. Yeah, I do talk to him and ask him for for guidance and for for help. I think I think the IVF is going to work, and sure, if it doesn't, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm at a point now where I'm like, do you know what? Anything, anything goes. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel it strongly. It's going to well, happen. We are sending manifest yeah. and manifest. manifest. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. So when I ask the question, what are you manifesting? <laughs> you're saying baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And you're taking all the right actions. So, yeah. so when you getting back to, to your business, yeah. do you pack like when the, when oh, the yeah. box, do you pack everything yourself? Is everything done? Is it just you doing kind of everything which is a lot yeah. I know what it's like running yeah. running a business you know it is um, but when you're starting out effectively yeah. like you're literally but 
sometimes you see the order come in and you just get so oh, excited it's so amazing isn't it yeah. what a feeling I love packing orders that is my favourite thing to do and a lot of the times you might have a little customer message for their yeah. friend and that's gorgeous as well yeah um I also pack so I three three months in to starting Little Light I got a customer message on my Shopify um but I thought that I thought was just from a customer leaving a, a message or whatever but it was the buyer from Kilkenny Design asking could they speak to my wholesale department and I nearly <laughs> fell off my chair I was like, like hold on let yeah. me put you in touch with our wholesale department yeah, yeah. yes yeah. I saw you're in there oh my god like amazing so I was like yeah oh my god trying to talk the talk and then I decided you know what let's just why don't I just be real instead of pretending I know what I'm doing just, <laughs> because yeah. I have no business background whatsoever this is like so they contact you and how how does that process work out because for for people that are listening and they want to get their product into retail yeah sometimes you know, you've got to go after it, right? You've got to go to the stores, mm. you've got to figure out who the buyer is, etc. Yeah. But then there'll be every now and again, yeah. someone will come yeah. to you. So when this happened, how did that process work? Yeah, so got the got the email um, and I wrote back saying, yeah, of course you can be in touch with my wholesale department, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> um, so I had a phone call with, with, Una, the buyer um, in Kilkenny. And we just talked about, I actually hadn't priced to wholesale um, at the time. So she, she's she been a great mentor, actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, from that part, that she, she put in an order the next week. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah, I think what people don't realize is that when you go uh, into retail, there's, a significant discount because yeah. the retailer needs yeah. to make a profit, right? Yeah. But you also have to recognize that this is huge brand recognition. Yeah. So even though you might, they might order more, you might make less than you would if, uh, directly to a consumer. You've got now your product in a beautiful store that yeah. more people can see. So there's lots of different ways to market yeah. the, the, the brand. Exactly. And I feel like Kilkenny Design was such a perfect fit for our brand as well. Yeah. Like we're stocked beside the likes of Alan Ardiff and Anibus. And they're similar to our brand as in they all come with a story. Um, but ours is a different price point. So it's amazing. Yeah. 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 And it is amazing to see your product. Yeah. You did this. And it goes back to like why you started. So I imagine there are days that you're like, I think every entrepreneur, I say this, like, it's like the weather, you know, one day in one day you can feel four different emotions, like highs, the highs are high, the lows are lows. One day you're like, I'm literally going to, there's going to be global domination here with my brand. And the next day it's like, what the hell am I doing? You know, hundred percent. What oh do you my do? God. <laughs> oh my God. Only yesterday I was like chasing a FedEx driver around Dublin to try and get my boxes. My boxes were held up in customs for like two weeks. They're in Santry in the warehouse, but I couldn't get to them because customs done a random check. And I was like, I have orders to get out. I have wholesale orders. Like, oh my God, the stress. So where do you store your product? 
at home. Yeah. In a storeroom at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And like, please, God, by the new year, we can expand a little bit and maybe. Well, that's manifesting for you because guess what? Uh, On season one, if we're going to have this is a season, I'm not sure. But uh, Autofulfill are the sponsor. Oh, no And they fulfill and disperse the products. So when you're manifesting, I know you're going to come to my workshop. Yeah. When you are manifesting, you need to manifest seeing all. And I know you love packing all your own orders. And I love that too. But you know what? You need to make space for more creativity. True. Getting out to more retailers, all that stuff. You need to visualize it in this big, big, massive warehouse where they're sending it out. I love it. You You know? Yeah. I love that. That you have to manifest that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So that's, I think that's absolutely key. Okay, so final question. Yeah. Okay, final two questions. Kind of know you're manifesting a baby. Yeah. Because that's what you want in your life. But for the business, what would you like to manifest for your business? Other other than being in a massive warehouse. Yeah, um, for it to be worldwide. And I'd like for Little Light to become more community um, because I want this to be kind of Keith's legacy, you know? So like a lot of our pieces, like we have hope, as I said, self-love, pause. And I feel like they're all kind of mental health aspects. Yeah, Um, and you did a community event. Yeah, yeah, you so did a done, community yeah. event with um, Yin Yoga Jen. Yeah, and She's tell amazing. me, how, like, how does a collaboration like that come about? So I actually have a pop up shop in town at the moment on Clarendon Street. And how does that it's happen? So lucky, like I've had a lot of luck, a lot of hard work, but a lot of luck also. Yeah, it's a hard, hard yeah. work. It yeah. equals yeah. luck. Yeah, you yeah, can call yeah. it luck, yeah. or you can call it hard work. I think I'll call so it hard work. So there's an yeah. initiative called Champion Green. Okay. And it's supported by Kilkenny Design Visa, Aviva. And I hope I'm not missing anyone there. But basically myself and three other brands got this opportunity to have a pop-up shop in the middle of town, in the middle of Dublin city centre. Um, and they have given us the space rent free. Yeah, so we've been there for, we'll, well, we'll have been there for eight weeks, but we finish up on the 21st of September and it's been such an experience. But the space is amazing. So we were like, let's try and host a few events here. And Yin Yoga Jen is someone I have followed from the very beginning of her journey. I've been to a few of her events. I just love her. And I got in touch with her and said, what do you think about hosting an event here in Clarendon Street? So she came in, had a look. She was like, oh, my God, it's fab. Um, so that and she's all about that as well. So yeah. it's it's another kind of business tip that like align yourself with the right brands. Yeah. And yeah. the right people, because yeah. she's all about mental health. Big time. Yeah. 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 It's like you have to align yourself not just pick the influencer because they've got 500,000 followers or anyway, yeah. they might not get back yeah. to you, to be honest. You need to align yourself and be true to your brand. Yeah, and your brand's voice. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And then you're going to resonate with those people. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You've got it in one. Yeah. And then the final question. Who are you grateful for? Oh, wow. That's a hard one. 
so many people. So many people <laughs> came to mind. Yeah. I have to say I'm grateful for Willow. She is my little light. <laughs> yeah. She really is. She is incredible. Like she she's just brought me so much joy. She challenges me daily. <laughs> she's held as Willow. <laughs> but <laughs> but like she is, yeah, she's strong willed and do you know what? It's gonna stand her in adulthood. But yeah, no, she definitely number one. I'm grateful for Willow. I feel like my life has changed since having Willow. As you said, before and after kids, I'm the same. Um, yeah, she she inspires me every day and she's amazing. And you know, Kaylee, I think it's such a nice thing to end on because I've been saying recently and I that on podcasts yeah. and on social media, there has been so much negativity around parenting. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. I understand it is hard yeah. and it is a juggle. Yeah. And by God, some days you want to lose your mind. But we have to remember, mm-hmm. we wanted these babies. It is really rare to find somebody who's had a really straight line to motherhood, yeah. whether it's infertility, loss, miscarriage, IVF, or pregnancy, traumatic birth, postpartum depression. Yeah. And we kind of forget that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. with all the, and, and I'm not, listen, I could be complaining tomorrow about my kids, honestly, but every now and again, I love a little piece of gratitude yeah. for them. Yeah. Yeah. Because we wanted them. Yeah. I totally agree with you. And actually, do you know what? Um, I used to think to myself when I had... Willow, why did nobody tell me how difficult this was going to be? And then I realised they don't tell you because the joy outweighs the... And I actually have a poem about that, the nurture nurture poem. But like, yeah, the joy outweighs the the challenges. And that's all they are, challenges. And sure, life life wouldn't be interesting without challenges, would it's it? It's one big challenge, isn't it's it? It's one big challenge. It's one big challenge. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much Thank for coming you. in. Thank, Thank you. you. I am so delighted. That was so nice. So delighted so nice. to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Hey, let me give you a quick manifestation tip. It's called subscribe, like, and share, share, share this episode. And I know what you're going to say. Yvonne, how is that a manifestation tip? So here's a little secret. The more you support others, the more the universe will support you. So when you share this episode, say to yourself, I am a super manifester. And remember, keep sharing. Happy manifesting.